from Bina and women are from Das. I really enjoyed that. It was so clear and a fantastic example of what it was like. And I want to thank everyone for showing up, for coming. It was a great success and very successful, very nice, informative. Thank you all for that. So I, I appreciate that. Also, again, as we're mentioning the book, Mastering Relationships is now in stores, Bar Hashem. I heard it is selling very, very well. But it's not from IR advertisements, it's from word of mouth. It means, yes, we're mentioning it. But I want to thank everyone for spreading the word. And Harav Nissen, I've got my copy for you. I wanted to get it to you before Shavuos, but Merit Hashem, I'll get it for you after Shavuos. But thank you. And appreciate, again, the excitement of when we're discussing relationships, discussing with people, connecting with people, understanding our shortcomings, the other ones, recognizing our strength that we get from the other one. And I always daven that this book should at least help just one person to be able to understand themselves better, understand their marriage better, understand their relationship with their children better, and to take it even a step further to have the connection with all of Kali Yisrael. So for those of you that would like to ask your question, the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. I just want to, okay, good evening to everybody. I just want to add a uh, big thanks to uh, uh, Josh Melman and uh, Rabbi Dr. Simcha Cohen. Yes, uh, Thank you. I am sorry that I forgot those very, very important names. It was a pleasure to meet Josh Melman, how he's running and taking care of so much. And Dr. Simcha Cohen had an amazing workshop of connecting parents and children, how to get that understanding and speaking and connecting. And the parents that walked away from that were all amazed by that. So thank you, Rav Nissen. Okay, so Rabbi, we'll go to uh, Ms. R. Ms. R. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Yeah. Yes, hello, you're on. Okay, I guess. Hello, Miss Sarah. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Yes. Okay, so uh, first of all, I want to thank you for your most amazing, fantastic line. It gives me a real big shock. And Thank I you. want to know when the book is coming out in London. It's interesting. I just got your message as you're asking the question. So I need to run it by Art Scroll and Sorry? see where their shipments to England come. I've received several messages requesting when is it coming to England, to Europe. I am hoping Marita Shemit should get there, but I don't know. I need to run it by Art Scroll, see when that will be coming. Okay, what happened? We lost uh, the caller, and uh, we just uh, okay. So yeah. let's let's talk uh, we, right now. No text and no caller. So seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and uh, text number three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Okay, so Rabbi, uh, what the issue? Yeah, so let's exactly with the concept of we are coming now to Yantiv. And Baruch Hashem, it is a magnificent, fantastic, great Yantiv. Families together, we are especially discussing Kabbalah's attire. It's what made Kal Yisrael a nation. But sometimes there are a lot of emotional issues that can be brought up. And that is sometimes you've got parents with the kids home together, and then a lot of issues that come up, they can start fighting. Sometimes there's expectation of the parents onto, or the father onto the boys or the sons. Are they up all night? Are they not up? Are they learning? Are they going to be speaking out at, at in the evening or, or not talking at all? And then there's the question about davening the seeking or should they daven the later minion. Then starts many times families where a lot of Bachman want to stay up the second night the parents don't want. Then you've got the issue of the girls. You've got younger kids, and the mothers want sometimes the teenage girls to stay and watch the kids while the parents might want to rest a little, which makes sense. And at the same time, the teenage kids sometimes feel that they're not given their space. There's a lot of family bumps that can be coming up. And one thing that I want everyone to be aware of is that Yantiv is Yoyim Toiv. It's a great day. 
It's a day that we became Chal Yisrael, there's Achdus, there's the Indian of Kibbut of Aim, there's also the concept of Vishanantam Levanecha, where we've got to be able to teach our children on the level where they're up to. And it's important for us to recognize that the Shalom and the Achdus, that is what we need to focus on. Now, parents, let's start discovering ahead of time what are some of the bumps that can happen. We're now a night before Shavuos. Let's discuss with our spouses what are some of the bumps that we can work out. And this is now is the time for us to work out the issues. Again, I just want to remind everyone to call up the number to ask your question. We're looking forward for questions. That is the goal. Right now, there's an availability, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Okay, so we have Birka, Miss R. Okay. All right, Mrs. R. Miss. From England. Hi, hello. Uh, first of all, I wanted to tell you a big thank you for your most amazing line. Yes, and I want hello. Yes, I said you're welcome. Uh, and I wanted to know when your new book is coming out in London. I don't know yet. I need to speak to Art Scroll. There's a shipping department, so we need to find out. I'll probably find out after Yantam. All right, because you know, whenever I go, I hear people speaking about it. It sounds like a real hit. I'm excited for it. I am very thankful. Just today, this afternoon, I was passing by on my way home. I went into Eichler's a moment, and they told me that they've already ordered their second shipment, that they've already sold the first shipment within a week, and it's a hot, hot seller. And they told me, as a backhanded compliment, said, we know that there's a lot of marketing that gets put into it, but the feedback that they're getting is that it's word of mouth, that people are saying they got to get it before Yanta, that they're enjoying it, and they, they're getting it for a lot of people as gifts. So I'm appreciating wow. that people read it, and they felt that this is the right gift to get someone. So it's really selling. He told me the speed that it's selling is usually a word of mouth sell, not of content. He says, I don't want to make you feel bad. He says, if it wouldn't be good content, people wouldn't be telling others to buy it. He says, it's got to have good content. He says, but it's not just that they put a picture and saying buy it. So Baruch Hashem, mm-hmm. it's, it's, Baruch Hashem, it's a tefillah. It's davening that it should help. Okay, so, um, after Yantav, you'll know, right? Merit Hashem, we will know. Yes, we'll know after Yantav. We're all really excited for it. Okay, yes, thank you. I'm excited to hear that. I am excited. Thank you. Okay, good night. Good Bye. night, and thank you for staying up at such a late hour to know, Merit Hashem, when it is coming to England. I really appreciate it. Really, it, it's very nice and very special. Very humbling as well. Okay, we'll go to Mr. Uh, Mr. C. C. Okay, okay, Mr. Okay. C. Uh, okay, we lost him, so we'll go to Mrs. Y. Okay, Mrs. Y, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Mrs. Y? Hello, hi. Yeah, hi. Yes, hello. Uh, hi, I'm calling from Israel. I stayed up so late, especially to thank you, first of all, for your special, special, special line. I gained wow, so much. You. Tremendous, tremendous. Yes. Wow, thank you so much really for all the knowledge you share. Wow, to have people you from to... England and from Israel, very special. Thank you. Yeah, literally you changed my life, my husband, my relationship, everything, literally. Wow, I would like to ask about codependent. How? how was it? Like, what helped you? What bit of information? What did you get from the line? I was listening to the 62 less, um, lessons you have. Yes. Yeah, and literally now I'm the second time after it, and I built my self-esteem, my relationship, leadership, everything, everything. It's special, special thanks. Wow. I would so like welcome. to hear about codependence. Yes, I'll tell you, it's also very special because recently Torah Anytime has taken them, you know, I've given it to them, and they're, they're distributing it also, putting it on their website. So it's a schuss that's reaching many, many people. Yeah, definitely. May God bless you. I'll be back. Amen. Yes, Thank you. Good. Now, yes. what was your I would question? like to hear about codependent. All right. So I'll share with you an interesting question for those of you listening. I had a ride home with a very, very good friend of mine. 
And I was discussing with him, saying, I know my book is out less than a week, probably like four or five days. But I told him, I need a goal. What should the next book be? And we were debating if it should be on codependence. And my friend's laughing. It's not even out a week. You're not even enjoying the peacefulness or enjoying the fruits of your labor, that Baruch Hashem, that you see how far it's going to go. And you're already thinking about the next one? So I was you must do it for Kalaisra. What? Must do it for Kalaisra. They must have your stuff. Thank you. So I'll share with you the three books, the three spar, I should say, or concepts I was thinking about writing. One of them is on codependence. Another one is on. I find the concept. It's also about codependence, but it's a deep concept. It's a similar to Rabbi Akiva Tatz's Safer. Um, which goes into two notes. I want to write a little bit of a deeper, a little bit of a safer, but in an English concept about surrendering, letting go. But the power of when you can surrender and feel that we're all part of a whole, it's, it's, it's a very interesting concept, which won't be as big of a book, but it's a very deep concept with a lot of sarm, especially from the Ramchal. But then, I've, on our way home, we were basically discussing that I would like to see if I can get my clients that are permitted. Of course, we'll change their stories. But almost like people speak, like kids speak, there are so many people that I've worked on, Baruch Hashem. I had the schuss to be together with them. Watch them grow, and their growth, changing their lives, changing their families, has tremendously inspired me and gives me a huge chizik on going further. And I'm really thinking about very closely. I give myself usually a week or two to allow myself for these decisions to come in harvest. And I also would like to hear your thoughts. But I was thinking about the next book should really be from people that have succeeded from sometimes from the darkest places when they never thought that there was hope and how successful their life is. And what I would do is after they share their story, again, we'll change information to keep it private, to keep it confidential. But then I would add on probably two or three pages after each story explaining the, the different methods of therapy that we used at different times. So sometimes it was giving an assertiveness, a person's got to get strong. Sometimes we use a trauma-type therapy. Almost in every therapy session or, or person that got better, we help through the inner work, identifying it to the subconscious, finding their weaknesses, and then healing it, finding their strengths. Those that needed medication to share how the medication helped. Those that took vitamins, massage. Those that did mindfulness. Each of those points to discuss. Those that had OCD using the ERP method. I was thinking about that idea because people today are aware. I want our listeners and our readers to know, almost give stories of every situation. People that, three, four stories of people that got out of depression, three, four people that got out of anxiety, three, four people that got out of, let's say, it's codependence in a situation where they were feeling trapped or under the gun, and then they found the inner strength and their marriage turned around, be it a husband and a wife are going to try to get both of men, both of women. And I was even thinking about putting in that book, seeing how many we can go, some personality disorders, they themselves who they've got better and what worked on them and what were the methods that were done. So this is the concept that I was having to have almost like a people speak, but real stories of clients that I know that worked on and also share with others the different methods that were used. And sometimes we had to use three or four methods of therapy. I think that is where I was leaning to mostly of all. What do you say to that? Definitely. I'll go ahead. I'll be the first one. Okay, thank you. So I guess we'll be discussing it. We'll be announcing it. I'll be a lot, you know, sharing with people you know, where they could leave their message. I'll speak to them, interview it, and then we'll have sort of the writer do that. But I think that will be amazing, almost like stories of the radio, like people who've gotten better, who's changed our lives. And when we change our lives, we change entire families. We change generations. And just like I love the book of Kids Speak and People Speak, the one thing that I would like to change here is that this way I will know the person or know the way that we help so we can share some details on a technical level, that this method took three to six months, or this method took a year, or the person was on medication, off medication, sometimes the person will share medication and help, and this did help. I would like for people to get an entire component 
For example, acupuncture has helped. Some people are going to massages once a week and calming down. Some people have learned to slow down their work, and that has helped. There is so many different systems and techniques out there. And I would like people to, A, read the story of success, and then starting to have a little bit more as an educated consumer, as our listeners are, to understand what it is. However, as my friend did tell me, my ADD of kicking in, of thinking about the future, is telling me, no, you first have to stop and enjoy and recognize what you've accomplished, appreciate the mastering relationships, appreciate the information, appreciating the ripple effect that it's doing. That This is a book that is helping marriages. This is a book that is helping parents and kids connect. And this is a book that is helping teenagers understand the other ones. We're not anymore looking at life as a black and white. My way is right. The other person's wrong. We're looking at it in terms of we have different natures. There's I got a cute story that someone, of, of someone very, very respectful, that I respect a lot, that this person basically got the book, and in short, they told me they thought it would be a simple read, so they're reading it over Shabbos, and Matzah Shabbos, they said, I had to tell you, I felt after I was looking at, read your book, I thought there was a camera in my house, and you were literally taking story after story with what's going on in my house. My nature, my family's natures, the strengths, the weaknesses, I thought that's what was going on. And that is Bar Hashem, let's say the feedback that we're getting about this book, and that's what my friend was telling me. You might have an idea what you'd want your next book to be, because I always need a goal. Just like when we finish the Torah, you have to start the next parasha. tells me, but I need to learn. He's telling me, Mordechai, this is a lesson for you. Slow down a second and live in the moment. Enjoy. Don't run. Don't jump. Stay. So mm-hmm. that's that. Now, Rav Nissen, what do you say? You said it all. All, you know, I don't have to add, you know, that many times we disagree and agree about, you know, we believe that... Uh, you know, trying to make something uh, in between the emuna, the basic emuna, and the basic simple life, then the therapy. Sometimes, unfortunately, people need the therapy. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they need a book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very, very well said. Now, you would, you're calling all the way from Eretz What would you like to know about codependence? That is a masechta that I could talk for hours about. Once I hear the lesson, you lesson one of the lessons about codependence. Yes, that's a very I wonder. Nine. A what? Yes, that's in my phone line. It's number nine. Lesson number nine about codependence. Yes. Yes. So, so I wonder like if I'm part about? of codependent family yes. and how they get out of it so by taking responsibility. But besides this. All right, so first let's share with all our listeners. I like explaining always the simple words. What codependence are of Nissen is, we get many such callers, and me and you, we discuss this a lot. Codependence is many times you have that family member that we want to help, and because we are so involved in helping them, they don't have to get better. So I'll just share with you an example. Let's say there is a 30-year-old, let's say, brother, that this brother, as a bacher, was fighting with people. And he always had an older brother who was always helping him out, trying to make peace, begging to obey him. My brother didn't mean it. My brother will say, I'm sorry. And he tells the brother, please say you're sorry. No, I don't want to say I'm sorry. It's their fault. He says, but you're going to get kicked out of yeshiva. The older brother's begging him, apologize. No, no. After hours of talking to him, bribing him, you know, I'll take you to Eretz Yisrael. Finally, his brother, okay, gives in. And asks the Rebbe Mechila, I'm sorry for what I did. The Rebbe asks, are you really sorry? And he's ready to say no, and the older brother like, kicks him under the table. Yes, I really am. The Rebbeim know the kid isn't sorry. The guy knows he's not sorry, but the Rebbeim don't want to kick someone out of the middle of his mom. The kid said he's sorry. And what's happening is this kid is not learning, this teenager is not learning responsibility. Now he gets married. The same problem goes on. He's married. His wife's upset. Why you're not bringing him Parnassah enough? Or why you're not up in the morning? Or why you're not caring about me? Why you're not spending more time? And what happens is this upsetness, and now the brother's into save, and the wife speaks to him saying, what's going to be with your brother? And he's trying to say, to get it, you know, he'll do better, and, and he will promise I'll try. And he speaks to the brother, and the, brother says, and the younger brother says, it's not true, it's not there, it's, uh, she's the one that's the problem, and this is going on and on and on. 
And what I'd like to hear, and what happens is with this brother, because he's trying to help and save this brother, what is happening, he never got his lesson. Maybe he didn't get kicked out, or maybe he wasn't suspended for a day or two. And the more we try to help him, the more we try to save someone, the more stuck they will be. And therefore, what is needed is we need to have this person deal with their issues. And sometimes that's what we call tough love. Doing that, that is what is needed. So codependents are people that they're saying, if I don't save, who knows how bad, Chassashom, this will end up. And what we want to get them to know is that, yes, things might get worse, but sometimes from the pain, they will succeed. And there's a concept that you have that the Gemara brings down that many times when the Zikanim tell you to destroy, when the Zakin tells you, when someone with knowledge, an older gentleman tells you it's okay if this doesn't work out, it's really, it's really building. It's really building something up. And I always share several times the story is given over with Shlema Melech son that took over Klai Yisrael and he basically, Klaisol said, Shlaimamelech's taxes when building the Beis HaMikdash and everything was too high, please lower it. And he said, absolutely not. He says, I'm even going to build, even, even do more, even raise taxes. And all Shlaimamelech's ministers were telling him, no, lower taxes, you're a new king. Get Klaisol to accept you, and then it will be okay. Meanwhile, his young friends and ministers says, no, show your power. And unfortunately, that is from that story is one of the big stories when Klaisol broke off. And when ten Shvatim went left, and two Shvatim stayed with him. And that's where the Gemara gives the lessons, that when Zikanim tell you to give in, when they tell you to destroy, you might not look like you're the strong king, it's really building. This is a yesoid of codependence, that sometimes we need to let go. You need to allow things to get worse in order for them to build, in order for them to get stronger. I'm pretty sure Shlomo's son's name was Rachlam. I will look it up as we speak. But I'm pretty sure that's the case. So that is what's happening with codependence. Codependence is when you love someone, you want to take care of them. But unfortunately, by taking care of them, what you're doing is you're actually making it worse. You're not allowing them to learn from their mistakes. Does that make sense? So I'm supposed to start by... Are you supposed to what? Ignore. I'm sorry, I wasn't getting you. Are you supposed to? Hello? Yes, hello? Yes, I'm supposed to ignore. Now now you're asking me a how-to. We're sharing concepts. I can't give you a how-to. A, I never tell anyone how-to. That means not in our practice. We never do that. And the second step is... I don't know what the exact details of your of what's happening. What you will learn is there are times you give in. Yes, the Gemara says Rachbam. It's in Perik Yud Beis, actually, where it happens. And uh, that's the whole thing. Actually, it's Perik Yud Aleph and going through Perik Yud Beis. In, in Malachim, sorry, in Malachim Aleph, Perik Yud Aleph, and Perik Yud Beis is where it goes, where Rachbam, where he actually says, I'm going to go a lot stronger. But the, you're going to learn when to give in, how much to, how, I mean, when to let go, how much to let go. But the concept of breaking out of codependence is understanding that through their person's pain, through their actually getting hurt and not saving them, they will learn. So let's say it's a family, the mother or the grandmother is like too tough. And then in the family, you can see the kids don't take responsibility. This is a problem. This is the course. Yes, a grandmother, a mother, a father that saves the kids and doesn't give them like an immunization, right? How does immunization go for the measles and the mumps? You put a little bit in the body, a little bit of that infection, the body could fight it off. And now when there comes a full blown of that infection, if they're around the measles or the mumps or any of those, or chicken pox or any of those diseases, your body could now fight it. 
That is why it's very important for parents to allow children to go through difficulties. That does not mean that you let them go, oh, fight your own battle. Chas v'shalom. Children don't have the skills to fight their own battles. But what you are there for is you guide them. You tell them, this is generally what I did. You share stories when you went through it so they see that it's real. But then they go, but now you've got to face it. Now you're going to have to face that person. Yes, you might have hurt someone. Now you're going to have to say, I'm sorry. You're afraid to? Okay, but then you won't have friends. You don't call up the person. You don't do it for them. Part of codependence is a kid that doesn't want to study for the homework or doesn't, or doesn't do the homework or doesn't want to study for a test. And then what happens is the next day, I'm not going to school unless you write me a letter that I wasn't feeling well. And then the parent goes, oh, I want my kid at least going to school. Or I feel bad for my kid that they didn't study. They're going to fail. They'll be so embarrassed. Well, how do you think they're going to learn to study? They don't study. They don't do well on the test. And then what you can educate, or the teacher will get upset, or the teacher will call you up, and you'll say, yep, my son didn't want to study. And now the kid will feel, will feel bad, will be hurt, or any of the above. And sometimes you might even have the teacher, you might even work out with the teacher, the teacher should call up your son and say, listen, I'm not accepting that you didn't study. I'm expecting you to study. Go ahead. You study tonight, and tomorrow I'm going to give you the test again. That is teaching kids that when they're not responsible, there is a consequence, there is sometimes a punishment that they have to do, and even to a stronger level, you make them responsible that they have to make up their information. They have to do well. Rav Nissen, what do you say to this concept? Do we have to bail out our kids and save them and protect them? How will they ever learn? They must learn. You know, this, <laughs> we said in, in the army, and I know that the ladies speak Hebrew, when you don't accept in the head, you just get it in the, on the feet. And something that, uh, as a parents, we have to... T Otherwise, our kids would never understand what is Yerat Shamaim, what is to be responsibility. It's not such a thing, responsibility, that every time we do whatever, they start crying, and you give, up, give it away. Or the grandmother, or grandpa, or, you know, the uncle. It's nothing that it's not shayach to our uh, Yiddish kite and Bechlal. It's, it's uh, something that we have to understand Autor authorization. You know, this is something that uh, the, the kids supposed to know. First of all, I want to say that kids need it and they want it to be strong parents. It's not, you know, you don't have to be cruel, but you have to be strong and decisive. You know, when a kid's riding a bike, and he start learning to ride, he go and hit the wall again and again until he learn to avoid the wall. And this is basically what's, what's happened to us, you know. If our, if our children would get everything what they want, they would never know how to, to tackle any obstacles in life. Yes, excellent. That's exactly it. Now, does that answer your question? And... Another question, part of it, as a child of codependent, how do you break out by taking responsibility again? Yeah, even a grandparent changes. I, I just know from several stories, we're in our center where we worked on grandparents. Means what happened is there are children, grandchildren that have issues, children that they're busy, let's say, having difficulties, and the grandparents came. And one, in most cases, it was a grandmother, but we've had two cases where a grandfather came. And he says, I am willing to work on myself even for three to four years. Let me see changes. Within seven months, when the family came for a yuntiv, all of a sudden the grandmother is different. Not saving, not protecting. Even in one of, like, one of the cases where the daughter was yelling at the kid, she just went over calmly to the daughter and said, look, I understand you're nervous right now, but I just need calm. Baruch Hashem, I've been very calm in my life. You want to yell at your child, just, just do it outside or go to a room. And in the past, what would happen is her daughter would yell at the son, and then she would yell at the daughter, stop yelling at the son, don't you realize that you're ruining it? And then she would say, but you're yelling at me, and this whole shouting would go around. Once we work on our inner selves, we change it, then things change. 
Another story just to share with you is where, a great, a great, again, where a grandmother changed. Or we'll share one with the grandfather because less do you have a grandmen, do you have the men, the grandfathers coming to therapy. It's more the women, that koyach of a mother, that heart saying, I'm willing to do anything. Not that men aren't, just we're less likely. And I want to share the successes for the men that are listening out there and thinking, oh, there's no way we can change our family. There was a similar story where the son so this is an older man. Let's say the man is 60 years old, and they have their 35-year-old son that is busy yelling and screaming and being very tough on, on the grandson. And when the son, when they, went, when they got together for Yantiv, the son was yelling at the grandson, and instead of the father saying anything, the grandfather saying anything, the grandfather said nothing. After the Suda, he told his son, can we go for a walk? And the son is saying, Pa, we've never gone for a walk in years. I know, let's just go for a walk. He spent about a 45-minute walk with his son. That's all. Remember, I haven't said it. This was a two-day yantiv. And just the grandfather spending time with his son, not with the grandson, giving 45 minutes and just talking about the yantiv. They're talking about what's happening in life. The son said, wow, I don't remember having such a good, such a peaceful time with you in so many years. Once the son was calmer and easier by his father's house, he reacted different to his son, the rest of Yantiv. And what, the, what came up from this grandfather's session was to continue calling up his son, and it was once in two weeks, saying, can we just go out? And they made their own Lail Shishi. Their Thursday night was spending time together. Just the grandfather that worked on himself is taking his 35-year-old son out. Let's go spend time together. This relationship of every other week meeting has changed an entire family. And do you know what changed? The grandfather himself being aware, the whole, the important part of my life are my children and my grandchildren. I was angry. I was tense. I was so focused on money. Now I want to stop focusing on my children. Didn't give his son Musser. Didn't tell him you're not treating the kids well. Let's just spend time together. They're talking about neutral topics, just spending time. That's it. So that's what I'm sharing you. Yes, grandmothers can change entire family structures by them getting help. But please don't expect it to change in five to ten sessions. One, and the second request is do not come to the therapist saying, okay, I want to change my son that he's yelling at my grandson, so how do I work on myself to change the son? No. The way it works is we work on you. What are your stresses in life right now as a grandfather at 60 or as a grandfather at 70 or as a grandmother at 65, whatever age it should be? And it could be that I'm tense, I'm overwhelmed, I'm worried, maybe I'm walking around with guilt that I ruined the generations. We're working on you. We get you at peace within yourself. We get you happy with where you are. With whatever, and you might still people in their 60s also have some marriage issues that weren't worked out throughout the years. There could be being at peace with yourself where you expected more of yourself. Each of these points, when you work on yourself, will have a ripple effect that then, Merit Hashem, you will see changes with the children and the grandchildren. Is that clear? Yes, definitely. I'm past. I'm 20 years, but I got the idea. Excellent. Great. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Harav Nissen, with this concept? Yes. Excellent. And I think that, you know, as a parent, as a grandpa, I learned a lot about it and trying to apply it. Okay. So we we continue. Okay. We with. We have two listeners right now, and we go to Mrs. B. Mrs. B, hi, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, first of all, I want to thank you um, for the the shirm here and the the whole show because it's amazing that a lot of things that I learned from, and my daughter as well. Um, I did not hear the name of the book that you brought, just... Um, uh, gave out. What's the name of the book that you just... It is called um, Mastering Relationships, The Four Elements of Connecting with Anyone. 
It's based on the concepts that we have. It started in the Zoyer, but I didn't put it in. I put it from the first of the Rishayim, from the Rambam, of the concept of Eish Mayim Ruach Hanafar, and then from the Sfarim that started going into all the different natures that there are. The first one to do that is Rav Chaim Vital in his Sefer Shari Kedusha, and there he puts into the Koyach, or the downside, and the Rafua practically for the Koyach, if you're Afar, and what's that Mahaloch, and each one for Eish, Maim, Ruach, and Afar, what's their strengths, what's the weaknesses, and which... So it basically helps the person understand um, their own um, uh, nature, like their own um, character? Of course, of course, just as an example. Let's assume someone is offer, someone is ground, they're solid, right? The image that I think of that we describe at the beginning of each chapter is we want someone to get a visual. Once you can imagine that element that Hashem created in the world, you understand how it works. So think of offer of a mountain. What are the strength of a mountain? It's solid. It stays put. You can build on it. You know how strong it is, right? We can build buildings based on a solid foundation. That's the strength of it. What's the downside of a mountain? It doesn't move. It stays put. It doesn't grow. It doesn't have that creative flow. It can't imagine. It's here and now. And many times... Uh, it's too resistant in that way. Why? It's like too resistant and, and like right. resisting anything. That's right. So you will find the people of their offer, they're solid managers. You can rely on them. They're on time. They will take care of a project from A to Z. But when they need to start being emotional, why be emotional? So as I was sharing, we, we put different caricatures. I had a person that does caricatures, and I told him what to do, and they're cute ones. So I asked each of the caricatures to have like a little joke to it. So one of them was a caricature that a couple's 25 years of anniversary, and the wife says, do you really care about me? And he says, of course I do. I told you 25 years ago that I care about you, and nothing changed, so why should you think I don't care about you? And he was like, women, go figure. Mm-hmm. So like the wise I mind is only using the logic as opposed to the emotion along with it. That's right. Then you've uh-huh. got fire which is pure emotional. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It jumps. In the Gemara, right. it says that an ace is like an arrow. It doesn't know boundaries. So fire is geschmack. They get to a room and everyone knows them and everyone loves them. But they can also give sharp comments. They can be challenging you. They can go to your house and tell you what's not done well. I'm thinking of a specific ace nature, and this guy could go to a person's house and tell him, I heard you did this business deal. That was the worst move ever. You didn't do the business deal. It was a good move. But this guy says whatever he wants, and people that are more sensitive will be hurt. So there's a strength and a weakness to each nature. And in the book, we have a test where you can actually recognize where you can recognize which nature you are, which nature you want to build on, and which nature you have somewhat, and you've got to lower it a little. And each of those, we have that in the chapter. We also describe what each child looks like in the chapter. It means we have an offer child, a boy and a girl, two separate ones. Then we have an offer teenager, a boy and a girl. And sometimes, just to be aware of offer, by the way, Many times teachers in Rebbeim call these children chutzpinyaks. They're not. Rev Nissel, we discussed this so many times. There are children that have natural abilities to be a leader. That's an offer energy. They're grounded. They're six years old. They're ten years old. But they're not afraid to tell a Rebbe, you picked on the wrong kid. Or this kid did not make that mistake or didn't make that trouble. And sometimes the principal can yell at someone and this kid will tell the principal, it, it wasn't that kid. Now, there's a coveting way that you're going to teach an offer, a leader, a grounded person how to do it. But at the same time, they're not chutzpah, they're informing you, they're defending the innocent. That's not chutzpah. Mm-hmm. So and you basically sort of guide, um, like, how to, how to, like, um, deal with such kind of behaviors also? Is that also, yes. like, yes. wrong with that? Yes, in each chapter we have their refuah, what they need to learn. And like what, what direction and to steer the grow. child, how to get their most potential out of themselves. That's right. So what we do at the end uh-huh. of each chapter is we take it, let's say it's the offer, let's say it's the earth. So then we show how an earth 
connects with the person that's Ruach, how it will be healthy, what earth will learn from that, and unfortunately, sometimes if they're married or if it's in the family, how it will look like if they're not healthy, how they're going to fight. And then you just say, and then I have an offer with, let's say, Aish, with fire. The strength when those two are together, what, what offer will learn once it learns the lesson from Aish, and unfortunately, if it fights the lesson of Aish, then how that will look. So I take that throughout each chapter. So there's a test, like to find yourself, there are the solutions, how to get yourself to be a healthier person. There's also a step how you can develop that nature. If you're low in offer, a person has to be able to defend themselves. Like we had the call before about someone that is codependent. You need to learn right. some of the basic thing. strengths. That's right. A codependent needs offer. About the codependent um, about uh, grandparents going for a codependency kind of behavior, and that's helping their child. Is that sort of like bringing the, the inner child and healing with it, even though they're so late in their age-wise as opposed to being young, it's still, like, healable? Or um, actually being able to target Everything the issue, is healable, age? Baruch Hashem. Everything is. Everything workable with Siata Deshmaya. So what, even though, let's say, a child did not have that connection with the parent, and, and the parent, um, the grandparent at, that, at this stage right now, goes for help and learns how to still be the the parent to that child but a grown man and so that can still help him change his own ways and like um be a changed person in a sense so I'll, i just want to take over the pressure of me feeling that like it sounds like this book will have everything we're giving no, you no, no, the no, 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 no. it's not that the book has everything it's just that it's the guide the guidance part guidance i don't know how much guidance in, in other words I he almost hear that you need guidance, and that's not a book. A book no, is no, self-help. No, no. A book is awareness. A book will give you the tips. I've got, I've got between eight and ten tips in each chapter how to develop that. If your grandchild is or child is ready to get it or not, that's completely different concepts. I want to take the pressure and expectation off. Self-help books gives you an understanding about the nature, gives you the strength, the weaknesses. So it, it shows you the, how the you can grow. It clears out the like, certain um, issues so you can pinpoint the problem to be able to deal with things differently? That's right. And it also has uh -huh. suggestions how you can deal with it differently. If the person will take the advice, if the person is ready to take the advice, if you're the person to give it to them, all that is dependent now on Siata Deshmaya and so many other levels. So I, when I always say this, and I do the same to my own book, I'm not practicing about my book different than about others. So what I told people is self-help books are awareness-based, and if you're healthy and you're able to utilize the tools, great. But sometimes when it's your blind spot, you need more guidance. You can go to a life coach. You can go to a Rav. You can go to a Rabbitson. You can go to a therapist. But be aware, these are self-help books. They are not – I don't believe a person can, from a book, literally change their entire life. I shouldn't say I don't believe anyone can. I don't believe most people can. Uh -huh, I okay, see. so it's an awareness-based book. Uh-huh. I understand. Um, and Great. another thing you mentioned that you're looking to write another book about, um, like a kids speak kind of a people speak kind of book. Sure. Yes. Yes, Merit Hashem. Uh -huh. I'm thinking okay, about so it. Yes, that was the first time I'm hearing some of my ideas. Uh huh. Okay. No, I I, I definitely would have a, a story to share then. <laughs> okay, okay. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. Samaritan Shem, at that time, we'll be announcing it, and those that would like to share, we can do that. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got it, certainly. Okay. Harav Nissen, who do we go to? We go to, uh, we have two people that's waiting patiently. We go to the Miss F, okay? Okay. Miss F, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello, how are you? Yes, hello. Um, first of all, I'd like to tell you a big thank you for your hotline. I really feel it's very beneficial. I really enjoy it. Ah, my pleasure. Thank you for that. Pleasure. And then I'd, I'd like to ask, um, tell you another um, thank you for something particular. I'm not sure if you remember, but because I live in England, then I can't really record um, very often because the times. 
But um, before Pesach, then someone asked some question, and I'm not sure what the question was, but you answered something about that the people that make the seed tonight are very stressed, and that's why it's very important for the people that are there should, from the age of 12 to help um, do something that should be, that should be easier for the people that are making the seder. So some of the members of my family did that for the seder of my grandparents, and it really, really came out much better. Wow. So because they asked your grandmother how they can help out and make it easier, yes, what did they do? We did it behind her back. We did did it behind her back. My mother and another of my aunts um, gave to all the people 12 a job, and then we came to the seat and we told my grandma that a job and she will be much easier. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that detailed so positive. Pleasure. And my grandma said that, that I should tell you in her name that she really thought it was a successful idea. Wow, that is so nice to get that feedback. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. I really enjoy it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You called up just to share that? Yes. Wow, what an honor. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, for, thank you for staying up at such a late hour to share this beautiful positive. Thank you. Bye. Sure. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So we go to uh, Mr. C. Mr. Also, C. Long, pay, long line. Wow. Go ahead, Mr. C. Thank you for holding. Hello, Mr. C. Hello? Yes. Oh, hello, yes. Hello. I'm calling from London. Wow, um, today we've got British night, or you, or I should say out-of-the-country night. Yes. Um, I heard your advert about the book. It sounds very interesting for me. And yes, thank uh, you. I'd like to know where, where I can get it. It's. I'll share with you another cute story. I should say another, just sharing cute stories. I had someone would sent me a message on the line, let's see, on the phone line, where they're saying that they had a, they had an uncle or an aunt, whatever, a family member going to England, and they had them bring in four, four books, one for them and for three friends. So someone sent me a message saying, I live in England. Is there any way I could become that person's friend? Can you give me the number? I would also like to get a book to us before, you know, before Yantif. <laughs> But Merit Hashem, I guess we got to give Art Scroll time to get the shipping. They just got into stores on Wednesday and Thursday this week, you know, this past week, Wednesday and Thursday. So I guess their shipping will just take a little bit longer to get it to England. But thank you. Thank you for the interest. Yeah. One of the little recommendations I guess I could make for those that are in England is to speak to the local Judaica bookstores and tell them that when they get a shipment, usually probably, I'm assuming, a smaller amount of books. If they get a call that it's inter- that people are interested, they would either get it quicker or also be able to get a larger amount because there there's the interest. So the name of the book, for those listening that yeah. don't know, for those listening right now, is Baruch Hashem. I thank the Rebbe for the Schuss to coming out with a new book called Mastering Relationships. It's about using the concepts of Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Ofar, that the Rebbe created each and every one of us with all four of them. Some of them we use more, some of them we use less. And when we interact with people that have either like us or less than us, we can get triggered. And we learn to master ourselves. We learn to interact with them much better. So therefore, it's called mastering relationships. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Thank you for the interest about the book. Really appreciate it. Thank All you. right, Sarah, uh, So we again uh, alone and seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Probably is people just right now finishing this this feel at home. You know, that's amazing. This is the last night. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Beautiful. It's so. I you know. Some. I, I when I finish this, I always like they feel pinching the heart. You know that we. We finish it, you know. It's another another year without Mashiach yet, but uh, we. I, I say to myself, uh, I succeed to 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 be count all the all the forty nine days, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hashem, Hashem. It is a big big schos. 
and it's a mitzvah b'fnei just to be able to count the sphera. And as it's brought down all the svarim that we grow, we elevate ourselves to get to this height. Yep. Very, very important. Again, as you said, Rav Nisan, the number to call up to ask your question or your comment is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I guess we'll read the message that you just sent me. Okay. And the message is as follows. Dear Rabbi Weimiger, I'm a 16-year-old teen, and I just don't have words to thank you. I'm in therapy only because of you. We just got figured out that our one of our parents has BPD, and we're being helped tremendously, three exclamation marks. I will further update you, Amir Hashem. Hashem should bless you. Thank you, Amen. And really, the Rabbi Shalom should help us all, including Amen. our Avnissan, together. And really, that's the goal of this program, to create an awareness that, Baruch Hashem, we have healthy parents. Baruch Hashem, parents are successful. Parents try to help. And that's really what we have in Clyde, so amazing, wonderful parents. At the same time, there are a smaller percentage, and they are parents, and they have a disorder. That happens. It's not the end of the world. There's no reason to look down at the parents, no reason to attack them, no reason to get into Lashon Hara. All you need to do is just learn how to deal with it. And it's possible to work on, and it's a schuss that people being aware that sometimes if you're in that case where that parent or that family member has a disorder, you're getting the professional help, and you will learn how to have a relationship with them with COVID, with Derek Harris, but at the same time with health and balance. Yeah. Yep. There's another message that we have also, again, for those of you that would like to please call up, we've got now the availability, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And looking forward, we'd really like to get the voice questions, because this way we can guide, take through a, an issue, work it through, develop it, and our listeners will recognize and hear how we go from one level to the next. Here is another message that you sent me, Ernestin. How do you not get emotionally involved with your clients' problems? Great question. And to that, let's understand the importance of your question. And the importance of your question is really, as they call it, a double-edged sword. Ernestin, let's discuss the two components to this. If me as a therapist get too connected to the clients, they're having a bad day, they're having a tough week, they're having a tough month. Sometimes that happens. The Rabbi Shalom makes circumstances that's out of my hands to help. The person's doing better and better, and then the Rabbi Shalom does something that makes it harder. If I will go up and down with the client, how will I be able to help many people? Just three or four people, the ups and downs, and what happens to me? I fall apart. On the other hand, if I don't get involved, if I don't feel anything, I'm going to be a cold person. Therapy, one of the strongest points of therapy that they teach us before you start therapy is called the therapeutic alliance. The connection, if the client does not feel you're connected to them, you care about them, you're involved, you're interested in them, they will not open up. They won't share and they won't grow. So therefore, now your question is that much stronger. It's almost a stero, as we said, a double-edged sword. If I care, then I care too much, I won't be able to see people. If I don't care, the clients won't open up. What do you do? And therefore, the solution is that that's one of the first steps they teach us in college, and we have internship, and we've got two supervisors that teach us the balance. And when we want to get into saving, they teach us, they ground us, they help us identify why do we need to save. Is it our personal issues? Is it not we're trying to become now codependent? We don't want them to go through pain. How do you learn that healthy balance? And that is a focus that they train us for two years during college with two supervisors. And then once you graduate, in order to get your clinical license, you have another three years of supervision. All right. I th I think that uh, every profession is like this. Since uh, when you have the balance between, uh, you know, put yourself as emotion, and uh, otherwise you can be really, uh, I would say, uh, falling apart. That's right, Mr. So let's see by you. You're in construction. What happens? 
when, let's say, you care about someone, but they don't want to either pay for the upgrades. Will you pay for it on your own? Will you do the work even if they can't pay? <laughs> this, this is a big issue, yes. This is a really big issue. It's so fine line between really caring and uh, wanted to help other people and taking abu feeling abused. And I would say also the other side, you know, that you, the, the, the other the patients also are, can be a, a big problem when they come in dependent on, on the therapist or on the contractor. And this is like, it's, it's a it take two to, to dance a tango, you know, but I have to keep the balance in between everything, you know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll go to Mr. E. Yes, Mr. E. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, the show is always great. I have a bit of a different question, and I'm not sure if you might be able to answer. And I'm not sure if I'll ask the question correctly, but um, this is not actually a question on my relationship with a person, so to speak, but it's a question on my relationship with um, God, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I'm finding I'll listen to a class and it might be a halakha class, or it might be a Torah class, and the rabbi is very strong, and he says sometimes a lot of retribution for sins if someone does this or if someone does that, and it might make a person feel like, well, I'm disconnected from God, or I'm, I'm not on the level of being able to handle all these things, so maybe I shouldn't go to the class to hear all of these things that I'm not doing. Does that make sense? Can you take over? Can you deal with this? I, I tell you, I just uh, just repeat, please, uh, the the last part of. Uh... Sure, I'll go to a class, and the rabbi will be very strong, and the rabbi will give tochecha to the people, and you're listening to the class. I'm listening to the class, and I'm hearing all of the tochecha, and a lot of the things are things that I don't practice, maybe because I'm not on that level. So I might be scared to listen to the next class because I might hear a bunch of more things that I'm not doing or that I'm not on the level. Uh, I, I would say that, uh, first of all, it's happened to all of us. You know, just uh, when we read, uh, even even not listen to Rabbi, you read the uh, stories of our Chachamim, how, this, what the, how they behave, you know, they behave. This is something that really, uh, instead to take it as the, the opposite way, take it the positive way and see how much you can you can improve yourself, and don't be like a batiana, the ostrich. Ostrich, you know, this put the head inside the ground. The whole idea. The ostrich. Uh, yeah, the whole idea. All idea is that we are Jewish people looking forward, and improve us ourselves all the time, constant. That uh, when when somebody coming and to you and telling you. Uh, the question also thinks that I know that for me it's. It's like uh, working and not working. It depends how you. Who is the, who is the guy that giving you the stochacha? If you feel that he's really coming from his heart, I think it's no way that it won't affect you. Even if small, we are not. We are not born as the Gaon Mivina or Chacham Yosef or Baba Sali We born as a simple people that have to our ourself. A task in our life. Each of us is a different task. But I I would say that, I, I would love to say that it's avodah. It's working all the time, constant. And if you add something that you think, oh wow, it's so difficult, so difficult. It's not. No such a thing that difficult to us. And our our it doesn't give us something that we cannot stand of this. And I'm telling you, for example, when you go to the army and you start the basic training, okay? So you start with a walking five miles, and then the second is seven miles and ten miles. And you say, wow, I cannot climb this mountain. You know, I would stand, and I remember myself as a, as a young soldier and look wet, all my bodies and soaking water and look at the mountain on the top of the mountain. And we had to go over there. And I said to myself, I cannot do it. I mean, I know that. And then you start walking and walking and walking and you achieve it in the end. And what you feel about yourself, that you did it. 
And this is exactly what we have in our Emuna. And as uh, more that you can listen to the Vre Musar, and there really is something that coming from the art of the rabbi and the people, you know, or reading that they're really big, big tzaddikim stories, it gives you the chizuk. And yes, you can do. And you know my show, you know, I don't know if you know the show. If I can, you can. Definitely. The places that I have been and been now, is it's tremendous. It's 180 degrees change of a life. And I, I, I said in the same, you know, uh, I cannot do it. But Baruch Hashem, slowly, slowly, yes, we can do it. And I don't afraid to be, you know, uh, to face I would say the the real emuna, the face that that our our religious is a beautiful, you know. In the minute we understand what is all about to be a Jewish person, to be the the royal family, the marine cop of the universe, I call it. We have to work hard, and it's no question. We don't want to be like the seven seven bnei noach mitzvot bnei noach. We have six thirteen. The reward, the everything what we have around us, it's so strong. And it's it's nothing to be compared to other lifestyle. And I would say this is don't don't give up. And don't feel halash, you know, weak because you say I, I don't want to hear it about it. Believe me. It's not it's not just that I don't want to hear about it, but it's it's almost like if I was sitting with Hamavadia in a car and I was sitting in the back seat with him, we were going for a drive, I was along with the ride. I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't open my mouth. I would be so nervous. If I was sitting with your host, your, your co-host who wrote books and who's so knowledgeable, I, I would be afraid to, to say something because I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm not going to sound the right way. And yeah. I feel like almost the same with Hattagos Baruch If I do one thing wrong, I mean, we're talking about, you know... I, 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 would say, I would say I would say that uh, I, I, you know you see talking about sitting in front of Rachamim in front of this definitely I, I was sitting this week with in front of a, of a big rabbi and I, I, I didn't know what to say I, I, I had I had this feeling I, I didn't know what to say I just mumbled in my you know like what many times happened to me in the radio show that I mumble and but this is part of our life. It's part of, you know, being, you know, sometimes, and I'm sure that in your profession, what you're doing, you're good, and people asking you on this. Yes, we're learning, you know. What do you think? I know something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't know nothing almost, you know, compared to yeshiva boys that learn. And But I don't give up. I'm telling you the truth. I don't give up. I'm trying to make my uh, learning, seder learning, and trying to, you know, right now, if I'm sitting in, in front of, you know, when I'm doing a technician here and the station, I put in front of my eyes uh, the, the, on the computer the Dafyomi, the Zohar, the, you know, the putting ourselves and try to learn of this, you know, continue. And uh, and something that I would tell you that, I don't know if you read, you read Hebrew? Yes. Okay, that some, something that's very, very powerful that for me, and I put it in, in our shul also for, you know, for the young kids, that when we read the Torah, I give to the kids to follow with the pointer on the letters of the Torah. And it's created a tremendous effect in our children in the shul. The shul first of all, the, shul, the, the children get quieter and really anxious to be, it's going by turns. Every aliyah, every aliyah, some kids going different. But the power of the wording, the letters of the Torah, give the kids so much. And I feel to myself all the time that I read the text, the Hebrew text, it gives you a extra power. It's amazingly. And, you know, imagine yourself, imagine every time that I have some kind of weakness in my head, I imagine that the, the, the four letters of Shem Hashem in front of my eyes and this is give me like another boost, you know, charging. And this is something that we, people don't talk about it. But this is the, the uh, reality. We all surrounded by Kadosh Baruch Hu, with the power of the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Odul Hashem Kitov, Kilo Olam Chazdo, you know, this, what, what it, we have to see what is good about our life. And trying to give, give back to the, our Creator part of this. Along those lines, exactly, sort of, just to add on what Arv Nissen was saying, and I would take it along those lines, is recognize 
that, like you said, you're afraid about getting Teichacha, that the next lecture might be hard. I'm also a bit of a big believer in opening up and speaking to that Rav. Tell me, you know, you just gave a lecture, it's a little hard, or I feel I'm not ready for that and I'm taking it too personal. He might tell you, I'm referring to a lot of people to you. Let's take one point and work on that. But just listen to the information that you'll work yourself up, you'll work yourself into it. Therefore, I'm a very, very big believer, and when there's something that you're discussing with your Rav or with anyone else, speak to them, work it out with them. Don't just, like many people do, we just listen, but we don't get it on our own. We want to be able to do that. You want to be able to work it out with the Rav and say, that's exactly my issue. That makes sense. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very Thank welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, Rabbi Nachman said, Don't give up. Never give up. And this is all to be a Jewish. We never give up. Otherwise, yeah. we will dis- you know, disappear from this place Yes, Rav Nitsen. We yeah. will now stop. Thank you. There are some good questions you sent. What? Um, I see there are a lot of messages that you sent, but we'll stop now due to time-wise. Okay, yes. Okay. And to everyone, have a good Yom Tov. Okay, good Yom Tov, and thank you again. Thank you, all the, and all the best. Hatzlacha. Be well, everyone. Amen.